and welcome to Talking Bottom, the podcast where we talk about the sitcom Bottom and overanalyze it to fucking get all the enjoyment out of it. I'm Matt Brooks. I'm Paul Tanter. And I'm Ange Johnson. Now we're talking about every episode of the sitcom and we've run out of episodes of the sitcom and we're on to the live shows finally. We're are we on, doing the live we shows? We are doing the live shows. This is Bottom Live 2, which I think is fucking brilliant. Yes. It is. I it's a great one. one. I think yeah. this is kind of the height of bottom fever, if, if such a thing existed. You know, I think this feels to me like the movie in vibe kind of thing like i wish this was the movie do you think this is better than the first bottom live yes yeah i do some people don't think that do they they actually think this is the weakest i don't don't think it's the weakest out of all of them i've I've seen some people say they think the weakest one who are these people i don't know what they're watching why were they allowed out in the street it sounds ridiculous I don't know if it's the nostalgia of the fact that it was the first one, but for me, the first Bottom Live is the pinnacle. This one comes a close second, but it's still very, very good. Well, I saw this one before I saw the first one, so I think that might be some okay. reason why I preferred it. Yeah, I think I'm the same. I think I saw Live 2 before I saw Live. I have yep. to say, I completely forgot about the intro uh, with all the shots of Oxford and the <laughs> classical music, and I was wa- really watching this in a coffee shop, taking notes, and I burst out laughing. <laughs> the heavenly chorus yeah, that yeah, lays yeah. over the top the, of it. Because of the age we are, all three of us our first viewing of it was on the video not the actual live show yeah. you get the opening choral music and those shots of Oxford and it sets up so perfectly what's coming you know what is coming and that just Undercut makes it funnier it, yeah. when it's punctuated by a huge fart mm-hmm. do you know what I mean the, <laughs> yeah. more, the more regal and posh and the longer it goes on the funnier it is when eventually it gets the fart is so good it's something we can only aspire to with our quiz noises <laughs> the poster looks great I'd not yeah. I don't think I'd really studied that before and it's of course the big number Number two tour to as well. Poo joke in it, yeah. So again, straight away. straight away, bottom and then number two tour is a joke. And then it opens the same way though. It's the fart noise that opens bottom live, isn't it? It's a very similar setup to the first one in that it's a fart noise. Starts with Richie off stage mm. saying something, some actions that happen off stage that you don't see, mm-hmm. and then brings him on. That, though. That's what I mean. It's, it's a similar. Every s- single one of the bottom right. lives, I think, starts with Richie and then Eddie and both off stage first. Yeah. I think I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Right. They want to introduce them and have the round of yeah. applause. Yeah, they, they want to milk their moments. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Paul, let's have the plot. Okay, so this is going off of Wikipedia because obviously none of the live shows are on iTunes or anything like that. The plot for Act 1 is, after a strange half-mentioned turn of events, Richie and Eddie are about to meet the Queen. Richie is very excited over it, while Eddie keeps forgetting it because he's permanently drunk. When the Queen is rallying through Mafeking Parade, they think she'd enjoy them getting out their todgers and set off a massive fireworks display, a mixture of rockets and semtex that leads to the unexpected unexpected explosion, ending the first act with a cliffhanger and that's the first act the plot for act two as per wikipedia is rich and eddie are sentenced to 350 years in prison charged with and then it reels off a list of the things they're charged with i won't Mm -hmm. read all of those they are faced with a problem in prison they are trying to escape jeffrey nasty the psychopathic penis remover's boss horace big who is built like a donkey and has a really enormous knob quoting after he takes an unfortunate liking to Richie, they eventually escape just in time for the Queen to come round for tea. They don't realise that the Queen was actually coming, so they set up a tripwire wired up to a bomb at the door to stop the police from catching them. Unfortunately for them, it just so happened to be the door that the Queen was coming through, so they accidentally blow up... That's the ending. Unfortunately for them, it just so happened to be the door that the Queen was coming through, so they accidentally blow up Her Majesty as well as themselves. That's 
fucking hell. And then the audience applaud and they get out and bow. <laughs> fucking hell. The, the person whose job that was really dropped the ball there, I have to say. That's shit. I think this is probably a little bit unfair, but I feel this, just I guess from the time of when it came out, it's kind of lumped in with the Roy Chubby Brown, Jeffro sort of Christmas stocking filler tapes you know what i mean uh, okay you get what i mean the quality of this is far better than that shit mm, yeah but do you know what i mean there was a time when videos were such a like a commodity yeah i remember my dad's video collection being very much the jimmy jones chubby brown bernard manning that kind of thing and then just at the very end you had my new 90s rick mail comedy collection just edging in ever so slightly but you're right there was a big kind of market for these wasn't there jethro jim davidson even that kind of oh, thing cinderella yeah. remember that yeah. with an S. well stand up you know you you would watch it on video if you couldn't get a chance to go out and watch it live it's same now really but obviously with loads of streaming that happens so there isn't the same push in marketing for selling mm. a dvd it is a stocking filler kind of present isn't it for someone who is a fan of any of those stand-ups but I would. I mean, obviously, we love bottom, so I'd say it is. It's absolutely elevated above the likes yeah. of Roy Chubby Brown. But you're right; it would have been a Christmas present everybody wanted. Yeah, I don't want to speak ill of them at all. Nothing bad about this, but I bet they must have made a fucking mint doing a live tour because it's yeah. sold out. It yeah. is so full, and the videos must have sold like gangbusters as well. I wonder if they got more royalties as it's not a BBC thing. Well, mm. I think the BBC was semi-involved. I think the BBC shot their outside broadcast by the credits. Oh, do you think? I think so. I think I saw a BBC low um, well, credit. Well, I will say that if... No, there was the production company from Aid and Jennifer that I saw come yeah. up at the end credit. I think the live shows were owned by them. They made the money from mm. it. They could do what they want with it. If the BBC had owned the live shows, and the, the BBC would have been the ones putting the videos out, mm. and they would now be out on iTunes and DVD and that kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas actually these were a bit more difficult to get hold of, weren't they? Yeah. Rick's opening <laughs> off stage, I think is such a great bit of vocal and and it feels like physical comedy even though you don't see him, you know? Mm. And it's such a great subversion with the doing the 180 and the it's the oh 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 I'm trying to get to get it in. Okay, so it's a penis gag. Then it's a key. Oh no, it is my knob. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But it, it's it's interesting because we know the character, no one thinks, oh, Richie's having sex. Right. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? That's what he's trying to be sold as. Yeah, but we all know, oh, what's really happening Maybe here? he's wanking, I think, would be the inference. I suppose so. It? And I suppose he is, because he's trying to put his knob in the door. Yeah. Is he really? Is he, what, what's happening? Is he doing it to try, is showing off to the imaginary people, the imaginary audience that's in his, the character's head or something, you know what mm. I mean? Yeah, it has to be that, obviously, you know, to, to, to have Rick talking to the crowd before he comes on, you've got to do yeah. that. But he does talk to himself out loud a lot, doesn't he, in the yeah. show? Yeah. Um, so it, he's doing a running commentary on what he's doing. And I love the sound effects of obviously the slip. Or the oh, it's over the top, isn't it? Yeah. Good one. And then the clattering down the stairs, the dog sounds again. So even before he's come on stage, in the yeah. 60 seconds before he appears through the door, we get several of the what you could call the greatest hits of bottom. Calls Eddie Darling, which is the cementing the wife relationship, yeah. falls down or up the stairs, never quite sure which. And then he's attacked by the loud dogs that seem to have followed him home from the lamb and flag. And there's a wanking joke almost instantly as well mm. when Eddie's not there. So he's like, where's that Freeman's catalogue? Right, yeah. With Within a minute or two, two minutes when his voice starts even, there's like seven really good gags. And talking yeah. of his voice, he sounds really hoarse, doesn't he? I Rick, suppose he's been on tour, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, much more noticeable in this one, I think, than Bottom Live. So you know the 
movie within a movie in the South Park film. Yeah. Arses of Fire, I believe it's called. <laughs> so Terence and Philip. Yes. Yeah. This sort of had the same sort of effect on me where they're swearing so much and I'm an impressionable kid and I'm just so excited. First time I've heard the word cunt said as much and as right. like, uh, creatively. I just loved it so much. There's yeah. something magical about it. Oh, yeah. It was magical when you got your hands on a copy yeah. of this. Yeah. They're actually yeah. swearing. Oh, wow. Yeah. When's the first cunt in this? It's not for a while, is it? Is it when they're describing the royal family at some point? Or is it? It might not actually be, you know. I think they might save it up to the second half. Once Richie comes in, we cut to a few shots of the audience uh, reacting to him. Mm. Do you think they look a bit less 80s? Right, we're a bit near, further into the 90s now than we were for the first one. They look yeah, they a bit look, less 80s this time. Yeah, they look absolutely 90s. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but no Vox Pops from the audience to open this one. No I wonder Vox why they made they that decision. The lesson, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the editor cut to the audience, it put me in mind of what Ed Byer said when we talked to him, which was for the third one, they cut it very much like a sitcom so you only ever stayed on stage you never saw the audience I think whereas you with, right at the beginning and the end right and that's yeah, yeah. whereas with this one there's often shots of yeah, audience right. reactions it's, you, you know. notice a difference curtains and big glasses which yeah. have kind of come back in style now actually with yeah. the hipster thing if you were to see this if you dragged along to see mm-hmm. this by a partner hadn't seen any of Button before which I think is pretty unlikely to be fair I think everyone is probably in that audience a fan of Bottom yeah. fair to say but the writing alone works so well the introduction of the characters shows their relationship mm. so clearly within a minute yeah, yeah so you wouldn't need abusive... to have watched Bottom to yeah. know exactly what's going on it's an abusive relationship Eddie just punches him as habit <laughs> like, doesn't take any enjoyment out of it yeah. walks past punches him goes turns on the TV that's all you need to know that's so, actually really really well done quite apart from his pronunciation of Lingerie and the I'm all alone you didn't which, get that as a kid yeah. Lingerie and I'm all alone which I half expected to have someone yelling out have a wang there's a great bit of physical comedy from Rick once he realises he's alone warming up the hand mm-hmm. with the yeah which choos- he's done before yeah. choosing a model in the actual uh, catalogue <laughs> yeah. and then getting wankers whiplash all of this uh, Rick on his own on stage just physical performance him um, picking out the model he was like come across as a mad sultan type like <laughs> picking out the, well, which of his harem he's going to yeah, have yeah. do you know what, what I mean it's like, like, really it, like his character in Carry On Columbus now, uh, so a dated reference uh, Eddie puts on the TV and it's Anna and Nick who were Anna and Nick? I can't remember. Anna and Nick were the BBC version of Richard and Judy, basically. You but had... it was called, and it was, it was then called like Good Morning. Oh, was with it? Anna okay. and Nick. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah, you're right. It's BBC, not it, you're right. ITV. And they were basically a, an even blander version of Richard and Judy, if you can imagine that. <laughs> so just a war or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Sad, pathetic wankers, as Eddie calls them. It's great how Aid milks the applause even more than Rick did when he yeah. enters from I the fridge. I feel like isn't he it? has to top it, doesn't he? You yeah. have to. I think you kind of do. And it's interesting. It's in character, isn't it? Both yeah. of them. Because Rick are... actually looks a bit kind of like, oh, get yeah. on with it, doesn't he? Yeah. Ed, like he's like... used to it, but Aid and mm-hmm. Eddie were kind of. Lap that up a bit, I, I think. Yeah. Hey, it's I great really with the like, fridge door. With the they go with along the really well. It's like it's been rehearsed. That's done so well. That it's amazing hey, how you can command yeah. the crowd when they're you know that yeah. excited. They're on top of their game with that sort of thing. Though they've just mm. could they could do it 
hungover in their sleep almost, I think. Enters you? enters via a fridge that has a suspiciously visible corridor at the back of it. <laughs> so you know he's not in there from the top of it. You can see the sort of walkway. Maybe that's how that showgirl got in there. But he comes on, does a repetition of a gag that we've heard before. Come on, they'll be fucking closed. Yeah. Which yeah. is definitely the uh, the, the venue. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, I think it's the I venue. Think it, I you think it's absolutely about the pubs and they need to get a drink after the closed. show. I, I have to say, Paul, on this, I always thought it meant the venue would be closed and we'd be thrown out. I which think, obviously wouldn't happen. I think mm. it's about getting a drink afterwards and the pubs they are all rich. They could afford now. a bottle or something. Because they'll go be closed. The... Why wouldn't you just say they want to shut this place? They're talking about the pub that they're going to go to maybe, for a drink maybe. afterwards, I think. Or mm. even wherever well, else they might go. It could be strip clubs, but I'm pretty sure it's a pub yeah. for a pint. Were you the tour manager on any of the <laughs> bottom live shows? If so, email in and let us know what they did for drinking afterwards. Um, so you talked about him uh, turning on the TV. Did you notice that you could see through the TV that there was no screen on it? Yeah. 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 I mean, it doesn't ruin anything. It was just an aside, obviously. You've, you've got mean, to allow for that with wide, the isn't it, for everyone in the audience. They haven't got a close-up there. Correct. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. The set itself is actually very similar to the first bottom live. In fact, yeah. I'd say it's pretty much exactly the same, but some of the furniture's changed over the bookcase where you'd expect it to be against the sort of far wall as you look at it is actually moved to the wall with the window okay why would and that be do you think there's no i'm plot not too sure why they've it. moved it but it's not where it is Doesn't traditionally matter. well you know it's the sort of thing the characters can move it around it's yeah. not a mistake as such but... no it's not a mistake there's there's just some like minor tweaks like it's a different sofa and all that kind of thing mm. and um, the sugary painting still there isn't it apparently according to imdb you can see the electrical lavatory helmet from bottom live one on That's the nice cabinet to the far really? left okay. yeah it's there on the on the side. Any, it's just subtle, isn't it? Like noticing that makes you fairly eagle-eyed. Any changes may be because the set has to accommodate the prison set halfway through it. So obviously, mm. the prison set is just literally put down in the middle of the actual flat. I, I have to say that the flat set does look better than the prison set, but I really like the prison set as well. There's something really sparse about it in the wide. It doesn't look that good, but all the close-ups in there, which the mm. audience don't get, uh, yeah, really, yeah. Well, it does its job. So. Uh, start going on about the plot where well, they um the bottom live shows have a kind of recurring gag of oh there's a plot this year that they yeah. make fun of the fact mm. that they don't really have a plot well this one i think does have a plot would you say is, is it kicked off with the mention of jeffrey the psychopathic penis remover because he is integral to something later on isn't he well he's not the inciting it's, incident it's meant to be it, it's what, the tortoise the tortoise is owned by jeffrey nasty. that's right that's right just um, so it is quite high up in the in the plot setup that Jeffrey Nasty, the psychopathic penis remover, is mentioned. That's a throwaway gag, but then he comes back. That's a surprise. Yeah. I think the inciting incident is the Queen is coming round. Of course. Right. Yeah. That's the main plot point for oh, the first half. I love half. Jeffrey, the psychopathic penis remover. Is, is That's like a step up yeah. in <laughs> surrealness from the BBC show. Yeah. You know, this yeah. does feel like... A little bit nastier. and mm-hmm. I don't think the BBC would have allowed that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm speaking completely from guessing. Here, no, but... I would agree. I think it sounds too violent, even in the telling of that name, doesn't yeah. it? You know. Oh God. Oh God. It's so... <laughs> there are certain things I think they wouldn't get away with on the BBC. You know, the wanking jokes as well. You know, like quite overtly, yeah. more so, aren't yeah. they? In this one, Richie coming in carrying the quick save cam- carrier bags as well. Mm. Like that's no, a great little setup for later on, where it's that he's been having a fight with the pensioners and yeah. everything at the sure, and he's got the wrong bags yeah. <laughs> oh, but the fact he shops at Quicksave at that point yeah. that's absolutely so where what, Richie what? it's like coming in with Aldi bags now isn't it so what, yeah. let's analyse that what has happened you think why has he had a fight with some pensioners 
what's but, really happened. Oh, they've probably pushed in front of him or something. Or, yeah, you know, Richie's off. done that to them or whatever because he's so like full of self-importance, isn't he? he? He's tried to push in front of them. And They're he not knows he it. can win in a fight with a pensioner. Well, he, can he though? He thinks he can win in yeah. a fight with a pensioner. He thinks he can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in the end, what does he come away with? Something that could be a colostomy bag or could mm. be a ball in the bag curry. That is such a good prop. Yeah, because yeah. they do look very similar <laughs> to a bag of shit and taste very similar. But, but what a good way to find out. Let's just boil it up yeah. and find out. Yeah, he's excited. Yeah, why not? What else would you do? And let's test it on the Queen. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's all they've got in, yeah. even though he's gone shopping especially. I do, as well as the slight overload of double entendres, I do think the what the Queen is coming around thing is overdone just a little bit. The thing, the idea that it's not getting through into Eddie's head, again, it's just overdone a little bit. Maybe a little bit. I like the fact yeah. that it is a throwaway comment, which is not a throwaway comment in yeah. Richie's uh, world because he as, as he says has been saying it for months yeah, yeah. no you know this nine you know months this. He's but been that's a good intro because it. it's a thing of blah 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 blah, blah and the queen oh, sorry excuse me that's I unusual. think the inference is that Aid is drunk well Eddie's drunk yeah. right well, yeah yeah said that, specifically and that, he's not it? got any short term yeah. memory so he just keeps on blanking yeah. it out or, and also Richie's talking utter, utter bollocks yeah. isn't he he's not listening to him because what do you mean the Queen's coming round again it's another flight of fancy of Richie's entirely isn't it yeah. because well, he has completely entirely. imagined that he she's coming to their flat yeah it's not she's just driving down the road is it is yeah. she is in the area and, and the the plan has got so many fucking holes in it yeah absolutely yeah. She's like not nine months around. previous he's read in the Hammersmith Bugle or wherever that the Queen is going to be driving down Mafeking Yes, they say that he's convinced own... himself that that means she's coming to their flat. That's the only other mention of Mafeking Parade, I think, in the entire show, I believe, because they say it in Burglary and in here. I think they say it in live, the first live as well. Maybe, maybe then. Mm. Okay. There's a bit that shows their characters quite well when Richie is just uh, asking what Eddie's been up to, and, and then he's he makes a, a lie that he's mm. been having an orgy with uh, Claudius Schiffer yeah, and, yeah. and Naomi Campbell. Both get mentioned. Yeah. Both references work today, and both supermodels still very attractive. Do you think that's because supermodels have more longevity than sporting icons and uh, newsreaders? News yeah, they're not models, are they? They're supermodels. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're the good ones, I suppose. But I like the fact that Richie is believing Eddie until he says she snapped Naomi Campbell. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> says that. Um, yeah, and then you sort of see he's like, oh, okay. But he was hanging on his words before. Like, oh, really? Oh, great. Oh, you've been taking Claudia Schiff. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> but it's, yeah, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? That Richie and Eddie's status do swap around so much. And that's wonderful. Eddie will be able to boss Richie around sometimes. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose when you really do come down to it, Eddie has higher status than Richie. When but Richie doesn't think of that. No. Yeah, and so you can play Richie as high status whenever you need to, mm. and vice versa. So it just depends which you know whether Eddie's drunk or not. Yeah, what do you <laughs> think of Aid jumping out the window when he's asked to clean? Well, he's the mention of cleaning the lavatory yeah. comes up. Good, I mean, I think for the, a physical uh, thing that has to be done in one yeah. take, really the, good. The jumping out the window is great. The jumping back through later on is fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. it's cartoon. It's yeah. What? It it. You know what? Blackadder that, when uh, the uh, tray gets dropped. And they say she had an accomplice, but it yeah. has been caught. Yeah. <laughs> if they had then used that in the third series, I would have been perfectly fine with it mm-hmm. because with the repetition, mm. just because it was such a good moment of physicality. You know? And he heard her. He heard him from downstairs on the yeah. pavement. <laughs> what money? <laughs> we won the lottery. What I love about this though is that a he thinks the queen's coming round. 
And what do you do when anyone's coming around? You have to clean the lavatory, of course. Sure. Um, yes. But Richie doesn't know enough to know that the Queen takes her own lav with her ev- everywhere she goes. So <laughs> yeah. he doesn't even know that. Is that a real thing? Yes, yeah, apparently. A... Okay. Yeah. I read a story somewhere that a place had like had the toilet refurbished or something, and then the Queen had used it. And then when they went in there afterwards, there was a single pubic hair on the sink, <laughs> so no. they kept it. Yeah. Oh. I can't remember. I'll have to Google that. I'm going to Google the Queen's, the Queen's pub. The Queen's pub. That great TV show from the BBC in the nineties. <laughs> You remember when we talked to Ed Bai and he said there were bits... How many times are we going to subtly put this in? No, no, no. This is is relevant. Okay. When we talked to Ed Bai, he said that there were bits that they included every night that looked like mistakes. Mm -hmm. When the door doesn't close, I think it seems that you can tell from the over-exaggerated way that Rick turns away from the door to enable him to then double take back to it. It's deliberate. There's something about it that seems... A little bit genuine, but that's the magic but of his acting. It's too perfect. I think that like I'm your daughter. I'm Rick fucking Mao is iconic, mm-hmm. almost. Right, but it's. Yeah. I would lean more towards the f- fact that it was staged because it is a little bit too good to be true. Apparently, most of their gaffes are staged. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because how can you guarantee the door's going to flip back every single time? Like night? on a switch or something. People build these things for mm. a living, don't they? They'll figure it out. The Who only knows? way we can answer this is if anyone out there went to see it live at any of the other yeah. dates other than Oxford. Yeah, please yeah. do tell us if you recall whether those yeah. things happened those nights as well. When the Queen starts getting mentioned, and yeah. um, there's a little repetition where Richie asks Eddie to sit down and then to curtsy and thing and then Eddie comes up and I know one she's so fucking unpopular gets a round of applause cut to the audience one person is decidedly not oh, really arms crossed looking fucking annoyed like a don't royalist. you dare yes I think so <laughs> I really think so look at it guys it, it wasn't Charles was it no it's a woman crossed eyes stony faced right. I'm not laughing surrounded maybe by people laughing and dragged along by yeah. her maybe but partner. she's centre she is centre of the shot she's so noticeable for once in their lives they get an absolute genuine bit of good fortune which winning is the lottery they win the lottery <laughs> now obviously oh, this loads of jokes here obviously this being the bottom universe this gets turned on its head but for the first time in Richie's life it occurs to him and it's never occurred to him before it's occurred to Eddie before for Richie but not to not to actually for Richie for him to hire a prostitute to lose his virginity. Yeah, mm. That's odd, isn't it? That seems, you don't need to be a lottery winner to afford yeah. a prostitute. I think that's really telling of his character. If you were his way inclined and you won the lottery, I think you would think about getting a trophy wife or a male order bride or something. But I'm going to employ Employ. It makes it sound like it's not a one-time gig, like you're hanging around the house whenever I need a bit. Will, will she get P-A-Y-E and stuff like maybe that? I'd, like maybe Richie doesn't actually have enough money to employ a, a prostitute. Like yeah, that's why yeah. he never has been for them. Like what eleven pounds eighty was their savings. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Like, I don't know how much a full sex well, kind of in the nineties. Obviously, when it he, would have been with a prostitute. When he got six hundred quid from Auntie Olga, he should have got. He should have yeah. gone and hired a hooker, shouldn't he? Well, Madame yeah. Swish, he thought was a hooker, didn't he? And, uh, but that was yeah. Eddie. That yes, was it Eddie. was Eddie. Yeah, yeah. but, but that, it's, it's Richie on thought his mind. it was that. Yeah. yeah. Just before that, uh, there's a joke we've missed where Richie phones a Samaritan. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and they they, they hang up. It mentions his name now. For that to make sense, that would mean there'd have to be some kind of group consensus in the Samaritans. There's been like a big meeting or something like. If anyone ever phones up with this voice, it's that he's rung that off, and that every single person there at the call line knows who he is straight away. And it's a thing of like, oh, but what if he's really suicidal? No, we hope he dies. Good, good. Yeah, well, we sent around a memo. His name's on the wall. Do not answer the phone to this cunt. (laughs) There must have been there must have been one or two staff members complain. 
And then it all started trickling. Yeah, I've had that nutter too, you know? Yeah, he just brings up to oh, talk bollocks it, at them. It's an obvious yeah. gag, really, isn't it? But yeah, fuck me, it really plays well. Mystic Eddie's horoscopes oh, lead... fucking hell, I love that. that <laughs> right. He's not even bothered to come up with a pseudonym. They lead to Richie's knackers getting twisted, which mm-hmm. then reveals Richie to be a bit of a masochist. Yeah, yeah. He that's, seems, that's true. He, he really like, seems to be getting it. off on it, doesn't he? Yeah, so a weird moment for just a second... They are kind of pleasuring each other. Well, Eddie is enjoying to... hurting him, and Ed, Richie's enjoying the surf. And Ed... there's something very sexual. It's similar to the electrocution bit, isn't yeah. it? Um, I guess when so. he's like, Ugh. And yeah, then he's yeah. like, I'll have some more of that kind of thing. Has... He, he gets no one else touching his knob ever. What's the... <laughs> Even a wrench from Eddie's like giving him a thrill. It's not a theory. It's presented as a fact that Richie and Eddie are the only readers of the Hammersmith Bugle. <laughs> <laughs> now they've had an advert for Storm Margarine. In that paper, so what? What? How are they running this business? It's yeah. ridiculous. You have only heard of the Hammersmith Bugle from them, so you assume yeah. it's the paper. But it turns out it's just something they like. Could I find it be that brilliant. what Eddie's actually knocking up on his printing think, press upstairs? I think he's got some sort of involvement in it. If Eddie is the one creating the newspaper, did you see what he created for the headline? No news again, nightmare. Oh. Haven't they done that before? They another did, one. Yeah. No news again. I think is the change here. Whereas yeah. in the TV show, I think they had it's no in hole. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. news nightmare oh, well, or something on, like on that. On the back page, it's a very Tory message. What does it say again? Sorry. Hotline bid to stop benefits cheats. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I remember hearing Knackers caught in wrench and thinking oh, that sounds quite yeah. interesting, but he skips over it as if it's just a montage of mm. different uh, things. But then you get to see it. You actually the but, payoff. And are those fake? Obviously, they're fake, but Bolt do you reckon cutters, they're actually they? kind of like soft? Uh, I would imagine so, because otherwise, yeah. there's a danger you could actually get yeah. caught. Yeah, they're probably made of rubber or something like that. Because they look very convincing. I love how he grabs the frying pan as well, incorporated yeah. in the fight. Yeah, it's every one of the hits of the frying pan, it's not the same sound. It's got a different tone, different tune to it. It's mm. like that's a detail that didn't need to be well, there at all. They do that in. The chess episode when he's hitting Richie into the corner, yeah. you get an almost Big Ben sort of style of ding dong <laughs> dong dong as he's getting hit, hit near the fridge. Details, it wouldn't have made it any funnier to not have to be the same sound over and over again, but the attention to detail. It, it kind of does though, doesn't it? If it changes the tone, yeah. So yeah. You, I suppose you, it, yeah, it only improves it. I suppose where having the same sound effect makes it funny is where you're doing a load of repeats. So like when Eddie is continually kicking him in the bollocks over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. it needs to be the same one to make it funnier. This was after series three, wasn't it? This live show. Yes. So two words, sandwiches. Mm -hmm. Call back. Call back. Call back to the last episode. Yeah, so they fact. did survive. Yeah. Because <laughs> Series 3 went out in like January, February of 95, yeah, and then yeah. this tour was November. <laughs> now, I have to admit, I've got a real soft spot for puppets, and when the parrot turns up, and it's used very sparingly, but I fucking love it. Really, it's so naff. Yeah. It's br- But I don't know. There's something about it. Yeah. It's fun, obviously, AIDS voice being lent to it and everything yeah. and it, it I don't know like obviously we're going to come around to how it kind of is integral to the plot at the end and everything yeah, yeah. integral but it could have been another plot device used it's a, but yeah. it's a bit like the young one I suppose it is stuff then, yeah. isn't it like it's a fun thing to have on the stage. Um, and it's it's the vicars. Puppet, is it, it the vicars or the archbishops? Yeah. It's the Archbishop of Canterbury's oh, parrot, apparently. No, no, I think it's called the Archbishop of Canterbury. Oh, right. That's the okay. name of it is the vicars. They, they're a little joke of um, they've started having women vicars. Yeah. Richie just sits in the back row, <laughs> masturbate to just a woman, a woman being somewhere public. Just a woman being in a building, oh basically. Yeah. Oh, my God. And in a uniform, though. Spot on. 
Eddie completely called him out there, yeah. and he's like, oh, how do you know these things? You, but, well, it's great that he's what, apparently been on Crime Watch. Yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> so there'd be a reenactment, right? There's a really good gag just before that that I think gets totally missed by the audience, which is, I don't drink, that's why I'm so, so thirsty, thirsty all the time. The time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Just gets absolutely zero. Well, he almost kind of like goes on to the next thing quickly because no one does pick yeah, up on it. Do they? Yeah. I mean, it is a bit of a silly, funny... I, I like it on the watch, but maybe if you're actually yeah. there, it's not like a huge yeah. guffaw. When they talk about cleaning the lav, you yeah. say, oh, it's, is it clean? It's like we're on ethnic the end. ethnic end of the cleansing spectrum. Right. That's yeah. poetry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's called Clorex East of Java Chernobylo foam. That is such a great bottom <laughs> universe name for something, isn't it? I guess it reminds me a bit of the goat poison, a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, very similar. It's just like mm. mad. Where's he buying this from? Doesn't yeah. it sum up royalists' weird views of the royals that Richie thinks that the queen doesn't go to the toilet? Yeah. <laughs> and she, yet he needs to yeah, clean it. She just amasses shit yeah. continually. I love their conversation about what you call the toilet if you're posh. Oh, the Kidderminster, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great punchline at the end. I got the gag. Frog in your throat. I must stop giving blowjobs to. Sounds like Charles Asimov. Cha- Charles Asimov. Asimov. Yeah. Yeah, okay, he's so a, he's a singer, and I'm assuming he's French. Yeah, right. Okay, he's sort of the Francis. In your throat. He's Francis equivalent to Frank Sinatra. Oh, okay, there you go. He I only d- died a couple of years ago. Did he? Yeah. And what's his name? Asnavour. Died in 2018, age 94, and right. um, yeah, he's a French Armenian singer oh, okay. and diplomat. Because I always got that they were referencing a French person, but I could never quite work out what the name the was. Gag, I suppose, yeah, yeah. Isn't he? Just I think on my first watch, I thought he was saying Charles de Gaulle. Oh right, okay. <laughs> Even though it doesn't sound like you know, it's like what's he saying? It was yeah, the only yeah. one that I had heard, you know, Charles de Gaulle, but Charles yeah. Asnavour is what he's yeah. saying. Now you guys like bad puns. I do. I'm not a fan of pato cake. Oh, I love this bit. It's it so feels silly. like an in joke between those two yeah. that's yeah. being milked. Even though now, like, I don't care, they just don't like it. Now, I like it. Again, Rick reacts like he wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Did he react like that every it night? It Feels yeah. like there's something missing. Like we're missing something almost. Right. right. I think it's like... just a really, really old school pun because yeah. obviously pato cake, pato cake. Baker's yeah. man is mm. is just yeah. like it so feel, stupid a I thing mean, to. So, so what's the other meaning in. of pato cake? No other meaning. I mean pato cake, the baker's man. Mm. Refresher of uh, what's happening in the plot. Then basically they are talking about entertaining the queen and drip feeding to the audience the plan of getting the queen's attention. I really love Eddie's homemade firework. The look of it, the yeah. design. It looks like something a nutcase would make. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The attention to detail, the, the Union Jack stuff on it, the wheels are Union Jack coloured. Like each, mm. There's like three different colours in it. It's, it's something I missed before. Yeah, and his brilliant trumpeting sound as he comes yeah. in with it as well. I do think, though, in the reality, inverted commas, of, of their world, it's much more likely that that would have either blown up while he was making it or <laughs> never blown up. Yeah. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. I don't bl- have much faith in his explosive ability. I'm not in any way a terrorist, but like, <laughs> is Semtex something that will just go up as soon as it gets, a, you know, a flame? I think you need a detonator for it. I, okay. I, I don't so, know. Yeah. Uh, it's, well, Semtex is plastic explosive, isn't it? It's the stuff right. that you, in movies you see them sticking like a wire into or something. I think it needs right. the charge to yeah. ignite it. So, but even more explosive than, say, dynamite would be then. Obviously, they're using Semtex I because so, of the yeah. gags that go along yeah. with yeah. it. A comical it, amount you, as well, isn't it? It would not need anywhere near as much as that to have an explosion. I, I like the uh, so this I guess is the Hammersmith version of I'm using Hammersmith as shorthand for bottom universe. Uh, this is the Hammersmith version of the Queen. Yes. I like the fact that mm. the, the, 
quote that the Queen would casually, oh, what the fuck's that? (laughs) An explosion. (laughs) And uh, if you were to analyse, or not even analyse, think, think about the plan for a second, Richie, do you think there's a possibility that someone would think that was a bomb and a terrorist explosion and that you'd get in trouble? Do you think that's a possibility? Of no. course it fucking is, you stupid... Oh, no, he's he's just thinking about the possibility of having sex with Her Majesty. Well, I mean, it's oh, essentially well, treason, isn't it? Absolutely. The best part of this is how disrespectful they are yeah. about the Queen throughout. Of all the cast of Rainbow... Did anyone else think that Richie would have gone for George rather than Zippy the Little Horn Monster? <laughs> I don't know. Zippy's got there's a bit of a sadomasochism stuff going on with his mouth, I think. It's been... Richie would have ended up getting his knob caught in Zippy Zip. I first would of all, not before, go for Bungle? Before, <laughs> yeah, one with actual legs and a knob. <laughs> no, but George is sort of the effeminate one, isn't it? I think he... I think Zippy's fairly effeminate as well, isn't not he? Not really. He's more of a monster. It's asexual. A Z- sexual beast. Zippy... He's a fucking horn monster as yeah. well. Is. Zippy, <laughs> Zippy, Zippy is the impression that people do when they try and do an Eddie impression yeah. and don't quite nail it. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, I like before he's turned on by him. Richie is just shocked and appalled <laughs> of the idea that Zippy getting into the. <laughs> Can you imagine how many weird things must have happened for Zippy to have got into the state carriage? <laughs> What's going on? What an episode of Rainbow that would have been. Yeah. Well, this is it. No, Richie doesn't add up, does he? Because he's, he's such a staunch royalist, but then he's he's ready to kind of, like, fuck the Queen. Like, is that is that the height of, like, being a royalist? I suppose he shows to... how much he loves the Queen, right? Yeah, I think it just shows how much he can get turned on by anything. absolutely anything. Yeah. 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 There's, a, there's a call back to the young ones uh, when he's asked, Richie's asking if Semtex is illegal. And then he's like, nah, nah. So Alexis Sal does that, doesn't he, in one of the episodes of Young Ones? Right, right. There was another, I realise this is a a different point, there was another time when I felt like there was a Young Ones callback, which was, is there a point in this where, yeah, where Richie goes, waiter, waiter? Yeah. And that's like in the bar episode, uh, well, the bar episode, in the bar scene in the Young Ones. Yeah, absolutely. He shouts it through the You, woman! Definitely. And Miss Mo, both my legs is young ones, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how sweaty does Rick get? Oh, fuck me. That's, there's a line where he says he, they look up and see some slim and patriotic, and on that shot, his shirt is fucking see-through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. when he says, you can see sweaty. my nipples, yeah. I'm working yeah. so hard. Yeah. He's absolutely <laughs> yeah. aware of how sweaty he's got. Um, and it's just, they just have to deal with it, don't they? Like, it's, yeah. it's obviously the heat of the, the lights really and how much energy he's putting into it. How many holes there are on this plan that the Queen would get distracted by an explosion, look up, see them sweating weird men, like, doing a, a racist um, <laughs> yeah, salute. Yeah, Nazi salute, yeah. And, and, and the banner I, that says, God save the Queen. I must <laughs> go up and have tea with those young subjects immediately. Yeah. And the Duke of Edinburgh like, no, what are you doing? You have to get back in. No, no. No, no, I must go up. Did you guys feel that during the whole Great Uncle Susan bit, there felt like a bit of a lull from the audience? Like, it felt that sequence felt like it played out too much to silence from the audience. And I kind of felt like at that point we were getting a bit restless, no? I think maybe it's just a little bit too much information going on and people yeah. are realising it's, oh, we've got to listen now. <laughs> Great uncles. It's <laughs> not just not going. They're just talking now. Great uncles are not odd relative isn't it just uh, that's, that's interesting they did something like that it's just the, again the language done of that it before haven't your they your great uncle do you know who your great uncle is I have I no idea yeah 
Yeah. Well, he's not still alive. Okay. It's just you, you. It's just your grandma or granddad's brother or sister. Why does yeah. not that far the back? Girl's name as well. Something weird going on as as we've all just said. great uncle Susan. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> now, why does Richie think that having tea with the Queen will result in knighthoods when going by every other person he's ever met, they've not liked him? <laughs> he's going to charm us so well can you imagine how sickening Richie would be in the presence of the Queen the way yeah. he's been with police officers etc yeah, in the past like, yeah. oh, I think he'll be like Trump around oh, the Queen absolutely. you know like thinking he's charming the hell out yeah, bored yeah. senseless <laughs> fat sweaty charmless weird haired cunt I have to say the plan what would actually most likely happen is that the bomb wouldn't go off and Richie would just be screaming and crying at the window as she went past. And maybe she might look up to, Ma- Your Majesty, please, you please. <laughs> Something like that. That you know, That's probably what would happen I, if it was in reality. I doubt she'd even look up. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt she would go down Mafeking Parade, to be honest. Yeah. What's happened? Why is she doing a parade tour? Mm. She'd look up, go, what a cunt, and then just keep driving. Another great prop, the uh, love gas device plus the actual green gas coming from yeah. it. Really, really good, good. Really good colour green. It's seen yeah. by everyone. I imagine the wide shot is probably why, isn't it? You need something yeah. so, so clear. It's similar to the fart later on, which is also expertly done. Also, do they have some gas coming out of the cleaning thing when he opens that up as well? It does. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. When they when they take the lid off, yeah, you get stuff coming out of so it. So he, yeah. mel- he melts the toilet, doesn't he? He melts the wall and stuff. It's yellow, isn't it, it, that? Yeah, it's, it, a, yes, it's a different yeah. gas. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they see the neighbour, Mrs. Tiggywinkle, so that doesn't mean uh, Rottweiler's moved. I imagine. <laughs> Wait, the neighbour is called Tiggy Winkle. Mrs. Yeah. Tiggy Winkle. He says, "Hi, Mrs. Tiggy Winkle." Well, charming. Well, fuck uh, you too. All then, right, okay. Basically, so I mean, fair enough. She's gone to the toilet, noticed the wall was, <laughs> just, and then Mrs. Tiggy like smiling, fuck poor, off. Poor bitch. Bought yeah. the place from Rottweiler after that gas explosion. Yeah. Got it cheap. Why are these walls so thin? Don't ask questions. <laughs> Uh, is it an Asda callback as well? It's like, was a bargain? Taps his... Da, 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 yeah. Da. Yeah, yeah, that's... I mean, you nicked it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. That's Asda price. Everything's a bargain if you nick it. Mate, well, I guess I learned the word quim from bottom, so when Loki used it in The Young Ones, I, I, I really made me think of bottom. When, when Loki used it in The Avengers. In The, the Young Ones, <laughs> that's what I said. Yeah, you remember Loki? It's The Young Ones. Fuck me, I don't remember that one. Oh, yeah, Loki calls Black Widow a mewling quim, and I was like... Remember, well, that's a bit strong. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, the, that was apparently something that uh, uh, Joss Whedon tried to get over the censors' heads and stuff, and went for. A, oh, he's basically okay. calling her. A yeah, so I didn't learn. Qu- I think I did know what Quinn was by this point. I'm not too sure actually. I don't know if I told you before. It was during a game of family game of Boggle that Quim came up, <laughs> and my dad and my brother were sniggering, <laughs> and I was like, "What? What?" Because <laughs> it came out in the thing, and it's like, "No, no, you'll learn when you're older or something." And I, I remember looking it up in the dictionary. Cause I was like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> so yeah, I, I already knew what Quim was, which is why I love that that he's done that. Is, is it meant to be an Eddie miss? Spelling, I believe so. Yeah. Or yeah. is he was it taking really... the word Queen and thought, no, no, no. "Fuck that, I'm writing Quim." I think it's an Eddie misspelling, a bit like when he writes "Eddie is great" in Sprayshmano, but actually he writes "great" as in... as in text speak. Yeah. Yeah. The... yeah. No, no. He, he so wrote... you think it's meant to be a genuine mistake, not Eddie th- sabotaging the banner on I think purpose because so. he hates the Queen? It's Eddie's illiteracy. They they turn on the TV to check on what's happening. They. Uh... See someone being sick over the edge or Margaret. something, don't they? Yeah, Margaret before she, she died. She was a alcoholic, wasn't yeah. she? Was that what well, that's referencing? Yeah. I like 
they mention like, the streets of Hammersmith like something out of Dickens. Where, like, <laughs> all these starving people going after carrot on the street. <laughs> I don't know if they're doing it to eat it. I think it's because it's royal sick. Right. Oh, I inference? thought it was that they were so hungry That's, and starving. No, that. I think yeah. it's a scramble to get it because it's, yeah. it's vomit from it's a royal ro- mouth. It's royal sick. It's going to be worth something. Yeah. Yeah. Princess Margaret just abandoned all of her training and stuff. Like, I'm just going to puke up. It's like, do it inside the carriage. It won't know over the edge where they're being filmed. <laughs> I want to know what this is meant to be for, though, because, like, when would Margaret and the Queen and the Duke be all out on a tour of <laughs> Getting stuck on the flyover <laughs> as well is great, isn't it? Because wouldn't you think they'd have cleared the streets <laughs> for the Royal Parade? But no, Just everyone gets stuck on the Hammersmith flyover. Fed up in the carriage there. That could be a play in itself, couldn't it? There's the Queen stuck in traffic. <laughs> it could be, huh? Yeah. Dog shit kebab and cat shit kebab mm. I thought was in the show it's in it's in this right. I mention it the description that Richie gives really suggests he has tried it tried to make it <laughs> uh, that's not theory oh, yeah yeah because yeah, yeah, it, it dribbles is. off the stick yeah. yeah do you think in a Mal's kebab shop this is a, a local oh, delicacy possibly yeah, yeah. yeah he's fucked and, it off to him once and Richie being so cheap has just tried to make his own rather than go and buy one so the Barrymore jokes come in I think that was brand new news that's what news is. Well, mm, Barrymore. So this was pre-death of Stuart Lubbock, but Barrymore had recently come out as gay. That was the news, but didn't wasn't he it? Come out and then go back in or something. Is that right? Is that possible? I think no. I think he kind of half cut and then didn't. I love that they say he's come out of the cupboard. The cupboard. I miss. Yeah. I didn't understand that as a kid. And it's so innocent the way he's playing it as Richie saying, "Yeah, he's he, come out." You know. Yeah, he's, that's clearly to me. I think it's like a child who's overheard something mm. and he's overheard closet. And then he's repeating it as cupboard. And it's the same understand. thing, isn't it? There's no reason yeah. why you can't say cupboard instead what, of closet. What was he doing in there? And then it's something about being gay. So uh, he was shagging blokes in there, I guess. Yeah. I like that the whole trying to shag the queen thing comes from misunderstanding, doesn't it? When Eddie just says, press the flesh, mm. meaning shake the hand. Mm. But in a weird way, it's very over elaborate. Richie completely misunderstands is repulsed for a second but then considers it yeah. and couldn't be more into the idea. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take him any convincing because uh, Eddie isn't trying to convince him. It's a misunderstanding but then he's gone for it and it's too late now. Yeah. This is now the plan. He's impressed that she's had four kids. She's four times. only four times. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so many. Four times more than me. I love how they describe a badge and then actually act out oh my god it's some getting weird into the quim entering it like some kind of weird reverse birth yeah but it's some sort of weird parallel dimension thing because they're both in a queen and can yeah. see each other oh. in this new void time well that's the point aid says i was in, I was in the wrong yeah. hole yeah and so. now that this was i think this was the first time i'd ever heard the word that seems to be a, a, the combination of twat and vag which is twadge lovely isn't it i Beautiful love it poetry what a great word there's a joke <laughs> The uh, references a possible mistake when they get the recipe for the vodka and then they say, well, it wasn't as handy that was there. It wasn't there last night, was it? Like having a go at a stagehand. Do you again, think that's real? No, again, no. I think I think they put these things in. If you're in the audience, you want to feel that feel the special. performance you're getting that night yeah. is unique. So they put in things like that and then you think, on my night, they fucked up. Uh, I got that. Uh, only the people yeah. in this room experience that. Sure, and, sure. and then at the end, you watch it uh, when it's been recorded and you go, ah, they did that on every single night. Yeah, not special. Yeah, like the same later on. I mean, I know this is ahead, but it's a similar theme. So l- l- when they're pulling the bar, when Rick's pulling the bars out and going, yay, giving the thumbs yeah. up to the sound guy, and then yeah. blatantly staged, blatantly, they do that every night. Yeah. But it really works. 
Yeah, people love to see something's going wrong in the room and it yeah. being unique to them. I don't yeah. think they would have been quite as fast and loose with ad-libbing when they're filming. I think they would be thinking, so, there's got to be a good show, and they're bringing in all the ones they know Do you not works. think they might do it to fuck each other over a little bit, though, while the cameras are in? Maybe. One thing that I assumed was probably specific to this location, and again, I know this is later, but we're talking about it, so is the Oxford United bit. I mm. wonder if every time they're in a new place... Aid Edmondson would try and come up with something yeah. specific to that place. And he wouldn't come up with it on stage, obviously. He'd come up with it on the day and try and remember it. When they're on stage and Rick's like going, Oxford United, you know, yeah. go yeah. on then, let's hear it. That's probably genuine from Rick. But Aid is probably like, right, what did I come up with earlier in the pub for? Yeah. Xylophone, yeah. so forced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you notice Richie, when he's ad-libbing, talking to the Queen in his mind, doing both sides of the conversation, mm. it's like, oh, so I'm going to chat with Queen. So this is how it will go. He doesn't even know how to do it. Like, it's, it's, he's in complete control of this and has to have the Queen suggest, oh, would you like to give me a shag? Oh, yeah. yes, that's that's how it will happen. Well, him and the Queen are almost as socially awkward as each yeah. other in this scenario, aren't they? Would you like to go upstairs and give me a right raw thing to? Yeah. Oh, yes, okay, if it would be convenient. I kind of think, right, the way he's turning from one side to the other... It's almost like when you get those acts where someone's wearing two halves of a suit. You know, one side's different yeah. to the other. Mm. And you know? like half beard or something. It's a good crone queen voice. I went over the complete cartoon level filth of the parrots. I fucking loved that as a kid. What's great there is the insinuation that the parrot is just repeating things that he's heard people mm. saying in the flat. Of course, but that's the thing as well. They've not said anything like that. So this is either... Like in cartoons, like with Iago and things, um, an intelligent speaking parrot, not just someone mimicking. I think things. he's heard Eddie. Yeah. Or Richie, but more likely or, Eddie. Or has he actually heard the vicar say these sort of things? Oh, you And they just think it's them. I always assume the gag was that he's heard Eddie say yeah, what that I vicar think so. needs is a. I'm just overrun like yeah. I think it's that if you've been teaching the vicar's parrot yes. to swear, so Eddie's been there mm-hmm. actually trying to teach it to say that as well yeah. to, to the vicar. And now it's time for a word from our sponsors. I'm about to divulge a great secret. When making my famous cheese and herb sauce, I simply use a packet of Knorr stir and self sauce. Knorr, they've got the know-how. The, the plan keeps getting um, additional parts to it, I guess. When, like, when the love gas gets thrown in like okay this will go good for my plan of because now i want to fuck the queen i don't just want to get her for tea get the love spell thing going on right if the gas was working on eddie it may not have stayed working on him through the trial but clearly it stayed working on richie due to him he just attacked someone so now we're into the second half when they're in the prison cell and they're talking about the events that's happened richie got beaten up by the police and the judge and now we're into a slightly uncomfortable moment where Eddie actually says they added sexual assault to the list of charges. Yeah. That's just, a bit of an uncomfortable just, yeah. moment. Just someone there, and just we had to pull her off. It just saw something, like, right, let me get her, or something. I, I yeah. didn't think about that. Yeah, maybe he is doused with the love gas and can't. When we come back after the second half, there is actually, of course, an initial great opening laugh just at the set that we're in because it's a surprise. Yeah. Curtain comes up, gag. oh, they're, they're in, in prison. prison. Great mm-hmm. gag. So, Angela, what are the list of charges exactly that the guys are accused of? Okay, so we've got attempted asphyxiation of the population of West London. So for gas. Yeah. Yeah. Detonation of £400 of Semtex um, in contravention of the Anti-Terrorist Act. Right. <laughs> this is oddly specific, isn't yeah. it? Just... Attempted regicide. 
which yep. is trying to kill the queen or, or king, but okay. in this case, the queen. Arson, causing an affray, wiggling their todges at the queen, hmm. and then, of course, sexual assault, assault is added yeah. to arson, it. arson, kind of, isn't that not the same thing as the Semtex? That seems like that's part of... Well, yeah. actually, that's a point, because if an explosion would probably cause a fire as a byproduct of that, but mm. you don't generally charge... by arson and yeah, terrorism. You don't charge the IRA with arson as well. Yeah. And arson I think is deli- on the way out, they like, set so, fire to the flat they as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to get some kind of insurance <laughs> I don't know. Now, one thing I didn't pick up on until this time, these stereotypical prison outfits they're in with the arrows and stuff, normally the arrows all point to the face. Um, I think it's meant to be a sort of thing of like, look at me, look, pay attention. Look at this guy's face if he's on the run or something like that. Something like they have uh, arrows on their feet, uh, on their shoes as well, like footprints and stuff to... Just basically, really showcase these people aren't members of society. If you saw them out okay. and about, okay, right? I had no idea. But no. They, their arrows in their costume are pointing downwards. Which I, I don't think it's a mistake at all. I think they have gone for the wrong thing. Right, on okay. It's yeah. another little weird detail. Yeah, their choices. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is that to point at their knobs or something? I don't know. Why would they <laughs> yeah, be pointing yeah, yeah. down? Well, that's pointing at their bottom. So, I suppose, yeah. right? are, are the ones on their tops pointing down and the ones on their trousers pointing up? They're all, all, all of them. Down. All the arrows are down. Mm-hmm. They're um, trapped together in a bunk bed feels very... What would you say? Red Dwarf. Red Dwarf, yeah. yeah. feels very, well, very Well, it's Red Dwarf. It's also Porridge. To hark back to that sort of I thing. I don't see the comparison Ronnie... to Porridge at all. Do you mean... <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Barker and Richard Beckinsale sharing a cell? Never no? heard of it, no. No? Okay. Because I think that this... Half a bottom actually does prove it's a complete two-hander, isn't it? Apart from the woman who's the queen coming in at the end. And yeah. I don't think that's a woman. Mr. Big. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, the character no, it's, of the it, queen. It's the production manager, isn't it? I oh, think it's listed yeah. in the credits. Yeah, yeah he looks but, like tubs from um, League of Gentlemen. Yeah, absolutely. But the the idea that they're playing out just the two of them talking in a cell, that episode of Porridge is always lauded as one of the best because it's just the two of them for the full half hour. Right, yeah. I mean, this it must be, what, a full 45 minutes or It's a long more? time, yeah, yeah. And Rick and Aid managed to drag yeah. that out drag out the plot with and, the, you know and with, it, it is all gold apart from the brief appearance of the pot-bellied Mr. Big appearing at the door I'd say the biggest reference to what this is actually is uh, cellmates I was also going to mention that when we got to you know the about Stephen this, Fry right? line so yeah. for anyone that doesn't know Rick Mao and Stephen Fry were in a show at the Wingham Theatre in the West End called Cellmates which is a new play written for them it had as far as I know, two performances before Stephen Fry left. It had toured a little bit, so That's outside, right, yeah. outside of the West End. Yeah. But, but they'd literally only done two or three performances when one mate's Fry fucked off. One of my mates worked at the Wyndham Theatre oh. and gave me a poster of uh, Cellmates, which oh, I lost. So, uh, <laughs> I do not have. Stephen Fry basically had a nervous breakdown at this point. Now, the kind of the story at the time was he'd read a bad review and then just kind of went off on a sulk and he was kind of trying to pass it off as something yeah, a bit more. When actually he was in the grips of depression. He, and he had a suicide attempt. Suicide, yeah. he, no, he had an attempt. I think he did. There's, this is all highlighted in a really, really good documentary that Stephen Fry did. Mm. Yeah, it was about his bipolar, wasn't it? Yeah, it's called yeah. The Secret Life of a Manic Depressive. That, I don't know if Rick Kinnaid knew all the details of this because their comments are a little, maybe a little bit bad taste. If you know that he was actually suicidal at the time, things so, like I don't think there's anything malicious in it. I don't know whether Fry actually came out and talked about what had happened during that episode until much later. Yeah, I think so, that's probably what's happened. Yeah, I mean, Cellmates was early 
95? It was so, 95, yeah. February yeah. 95. And this was the November. This playwright and Rick Mal were shafted with this happening, and I think they had to have the understudy on, but the thing was cut short. And just for clarity, the play itself was those two as cellmates in a prison cell for yeah. the entire duration yeah, so of the is, performance. Yeah, they're right. making fun of cellmates by them doing yeah. this, and there's the, the joke, I now see why Stephen Fry fucked off, because mm. Rick Mal's being a pain is the joke. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good background to know, because I think when I first watched Bottom Life 2, I maybe didn't actually have any awareness of yeah. what had happened with Stephen yeah. Fry. And I think I, I think I just heard this just general thing that Stephen Fry just abandoned the show. It, it seems very genuine that Age just come up with that that night because the cameras are rolling. But again, I think they probably have said that every night because it's a great. He says it again Such right at the end, gag. doesn't he? He's yeah. like, oh, um, it's it. beret I'm, time I'm, or something. I'm getting my, be- my beret and I'm heading to Belgium or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think Fry, t- he took his car, went on the ferry and drove over to yeah, Belgium or something. Did. He did. Yeah. He completely fucked off. Uh, I think he went off the radar for two weeks or so. Yeah. I think a lot of people know about that reference to Stephen Fry fucking off. I mean, it's, men- it's mentioned in Peep Show, isn't it? When he says, I'm doing a Stephen Fry. Yeah. Tell them I'm doing yeah. a Stephen Fry. Yeah. I've bought yeah, a big yeah, yeah. coat. So it is quite common knowledge. Back on to the very bottom-like thing of describing something that's happened. Like this trial mm. sounds like a fucking great episode, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, oh my god! Well, for somehow Eddie's drunk through the trial. He's yeah. smuggled some booze mm. in. Eddie, I imagine, would just kind of be enjoying the show and Richie ends up getting attacked. Richie annoys everyone to the point that not just the police or security get involved, but the judge jumps down with his gavel. Oh, and that's, you can sort of see the logic behind that. The guy's got a hammer who's going to attack someone. <laughs> <laughs> it's here that they do the great watch gag that Aid Edmondson himself has said on, a, like, I think it was a Guardian. I think he just said, yeah, the gag was... Fake. That we didn't have the gag oh, okay. that yeah, that yeah. one is. Yeah. And do you guys know what the Cones hotline right. was? So I, I remember this. This was something set up by John Major's government. Mm. That it was a widely ridiculed hotline phone number where you could call up to report areas of the motorway where there are cones and no one's working or yeah, something like that. absolutely. It was brought in apparently in 1992 and it was shut down because it was a waste of government money yeah. in, in September of 95. It, it tells you something about how far we've come in politics that a phone line to report cones was used to mm. ridicule someone, whereas now we're in the realms of other more murky stuff. Apparently the service inspired the term cone syndrome <laughs> to describe a piece of legislation from government that seems to serve no real purpose. Okay. But so. it, it is a great misunderstanding because you yeah. can just imagine what Richie's imagining it to be. Yeah. It sounds right. dirty, doesn't it? Yeah. The cone's hotline. <laughs> and yeah. that's the one thing he went for. The only phone call. This one. <laughs> yeah. oh, the American lawyer that Richie mentions, oh. Casey Jones. Now, I always mm. thought... Turtles. Yeah, Casey not Jones, a lawyer, is it? Casey Jones was a character in Ninja Turtles who comes on with hockey sticks and beats people oh, up. Oh yeah, so Casey Jones, yes. I googled, I have to say, it's a 1957 to 1958 Western series based around the railroads. If there's a reference we're not getting and you're over 50, <laughs> please don't have a go at us. We're just going off what we've googled and what we know from our childhood. Okay? Did you notice when Richie says well, he's playing around with nicknames and he's going to be called Ginger, or oh, I should get some dye for my pubes, you hear an audience member go, Propose by it, a real long one. They would have known how to feed the audience the opportunity to yell, have a wank. The audience think that they're being clever and that they're coming up with it off the cuff. Mm, Rick and Aid knew exactly when they were going to say it and they set them up perfectly for it. I think, do you think it was a real occurrence once in 
bottom line of one, someone said and rank, they're like, well, we can have fun with this. Maybe. And then wrote it into all the other ones subsequently. Maybe. All we need is Richie on stage going, oh, what should I do to mm. pass the time? Or, oh no, what should I do with this broken arm or something? Mm. Oh, that broken arm, mine. You can see how he's doing it. Sells it fantastically. I yeah. remember doing that as a kid, faking it, tricking an adult, I think. <laughs> oh my God, are you right? It really yeah, looks yeah. amazing. The uh, Jeff yeah. Lee, the psychopathic penis remover, comes back into the plot now. Yeah. We hear he's a fellow cellmate oh, of theirs. Now, Not cellmate, a prison mate, whatever. Now, the person, the voice of the person whose knob is being cut off. It's clearly Rick. It's yeah. quite obviously yeah. Rick Mayo. And then yeah. I think the other one's Aid. The parrot is Aid. Yeah, the I parrot's think. Aid, yeah. yeah. Richie does Mr. Big. I think they share the penis removing. I think it's a couple of them have a go at the, at the screens <laughs> for that. My knob. Yeah. You see the audience about to laugh over that line and he holds up his hand like, no, yeah, yeah. no you'll miss it. No, you'll miss it yeah. if you laugh here. There's a blood curdling screaming. It's actually it's fucking a bit horrible. too horrible. No, no. <laughs> yeah. You imagine, don't do that. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And then we go into another great fight between the two. Great punching from Aid. It's like but, a punching bag, isn't it? Like a boxing. But then when Richie goes down to the floor, he's doing kicks to Richie's head, which, again, because of the camera angle, this was a problem in the first one, you can quite clearly see the foot is going over Richie's yeah. head. I do think the bit with the cricket bat is really inventive with the bollocks face. Yeah. Bollocks face. It's actually it? quite a workout for Rick, that, if you think about it. He's doing yeah. sit-ups, essentially, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Where, where am I? What place is this? What time of man? <laughs> is that from something? Is it because it feels like he's quoting oh, something? Okay. Now I googled that that phrase, and all would come up was was Man United versus Leeds. Right, and like, well, Man United, Man City. Like, no. Where is time of man? Like, what time is the game on? Or things like that. No. So it's completely useless. It might not be a verbatim quote from something, mm. but it's certainly referencing old school kind of dramatic plays isn't it yeah. Jeffrey's arm when he comes and threatens Eddie pulls him in with some sort of stage hand obviously it yeah. really doesn't seem a threatening arm yeah. you would expect like a muscle bound like the guy that punches him in the shop that is a big tattooed heavy mm. arm but they just you know they're not going to hire someone specially for that yeah. so you know fine whatever how well placed are the gas valves for the farting on stage they've like, thought about it very well, well haven't they really good yeah. like that yeah. That whole bit, when it happens the first time, you think, oh, this is a good gag. But then for it to happen another, another two times, and then mm. Eddie walk in and get it right in the it's face. It's a plot point. Yeah. It's a brilliant. It's yeah. so well done. Yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that Jeffrey has <laughs> a bag of severed penises. Yeah. <laughs> How, well, the reality of that. Because is he collecting them? Then? Yeah. When Richie's left alone in the cell, though, just to say there is a little bit of a niggle when... Aid leaves. You can see the stagehand took out of the way, yeah. so you can't be seen. I think it's only because it's on camera that when you see. When he comes that, in and walks in to face first into the fart gas, yeah, it like and he shakes with it. It I do, it doesn't feel set up. It really yeah, the yeah. timing and payoff of it's really good. It comes in carrying a present from Mr. Big and mm. shorter trousers already. Short trousers, yeah, yeah, which don't get referenced to later, but yeah, it's nicely done. It is. Comes in carrying a present from Mr. Big, which appears to have been borrowed from an episode of Red Dwarf. A gingham oh. dress with yeah. uh, yes, with blonde pigtails. Yes, yeah. Rimmer wore that, right? All that's missing is a Mr. Flibble that's right. hand it puppet. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Big's description, the, the, the payoff, the end of it, is <laughs> surrounded by the dead and dying. Yeah. Yeah. Is, that a, is that a description of someone? All <laughs> surrounded like by it, dead and dying? Like, it, like he's one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Or, or a he's, doctor. He's famine. You could describe a doctor as surrounded by the dead and dying. <laughs> now, what does built like a donkey mean if it doesn't mean... Enormous knob. What does that mean? Walking around all fours and hairy? Stocky, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. 
And when Eddie has, gets his gun out and starts posing with it, he's got a, he says a joke which now plays completely differently. He was like, why have you got a gun? It's like, well, in case I get a bit part in the Avengers. Meaning, like, the John Steele type mm. of Avengers. Right, Those right. are with uh, Honor Blackman and the other people. Don't know, I don't know the show, but it was an old little spy, secret agent thing. Nothing mm. to do with Captain mm. America and Iron Man and things. But, yeah, yeah. so you now hear the Avengers, that word has been co-opted by a superhero. Does he get the gun in the cell, or is that back He's in got the... it in the cell. Oh, yeah. Got... yeah, how's it I don't know. Is it loaded? Let me check. You hear a woman scream for the first yeah. shot. <laughs> <laughs> do you think when Rick hits aid accidentally... Again, was that true? Was that real? I had a VCR thing that would let you do slow motion. I played it mm. really so to try and see what, back in the day. And yeah. I said, that one does feel real. I don't know, because of Richie saying, Rick saying sorry. Right, sorry. yeah, yeah. So, it sorry. happens in sorry. Bottom Live as well, though, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. But the other way around. Yeah, it yeah. does. And so you do wonder whether maybe one of them, like that first one was genuine and they've written it in. Because you do think they're such professionals, like why would they make that mistake when they, when they're filming? Yeah. You know, like it, it just seems a little bit too well, coincidental. Like play fighting, well they're not playing a game, but yeah. pretend fighting, there's obviously a risk of yeah. making connection. It happens. But then AIDS, like supposed ad lib of I've got three kids already. Mm. I don't know. It, I mean, it could be. It could absolutely be off the cuff. And now, the high voice and everything. I don't know. Mr. Big, I've got one good thing to say about it, one bad thing, which mm -hmm. is door opens, the Dude, costume is there. The it's, fucking audience go crazy. It, right, that, that, that costume <laughs> yeah. right, is really well designed. It looks great. Mm -hmm. But then the when it falls over, oh, the, the yeah. there's no sound effect. There should mm -hmm. be a crash. And there's not enough weight to... Because yeah. it sort of floats a bit. It looks like... It's, well, it, it is made of foam, isn't yeah, it? But yeah, what yeah, you need absolutely. is someone behind it or in it, kind of like going down with a thud. And yeah. also, it just can't be easy to do in a live scenario yeah. like, and get that perfect. And plus, because it is live and you're not usually filming that kind yeah. of thing, then they probably mm. think, oh, it doesn't matter. We'll just have the you know thing float kind of so to the floor then, and, yeah. but you're right there should be a bigger sound effect so it's a nice payoff of the fart it's how they <laughs> defeat it him, Mr. Yeah. Big and then what a shame is they have that elaborate escape thing and the lights went out and you don't <laughs> see any of it yeah. all that wasted massive amazing things that must have been happening yeah you know we didn't see the variety of locations they no. went through <laughs> obviously that's the cheap way of doing it it's been done in films quite a lot done in and done in stage plays you, yeah. you cut the lights and you have things play out entirely with sounds so you get the escape and in the meantime while the light show is going off for electrocution and while you hear them narrating their escape the set hands are on moving the stage out the way back to get it back to, to flat, how yeah. it was the audience are so happy that they've got out and they're in the flat it's, so it seems heroic in a yeah. way where it's not in any way yeah. heroic well done you've escaped and gone back to your flat the first place the police would go to look for and you so what's the whole thing if he fell on a, a sheep and fucked it yeah. by falling on it and then the sheep calls him and breaks up with him <laughs> it's so bizarre yeah. isn't it <laughs> uh, Eddie first time him saying the phone number um, do you know who Ilya Kuryakin is I never got it at the time and it wasn't until I googled the name literally two days ago it was the Russian character from the TV show The Man From Uncle oh. so he was a spy and a master of disguise and all that kind of thing right I've never yeah. watched that but that makes sense Count of Monte Cristo <laughs> a variation on the they spelled the count wrong gag I like Richie when he's thinking of his plan and to brag at how good a plan it is like this plan is practically rational 
practically rational. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. this how good this one is. I'm glad that Eddie finally got to be Dirty Eddie and do his Dirty Harry speech yeah. about the bullets. And I think the fact that he reloaded is a great payoff after the, the, the parrot with a very suspiciously similar sounding voice yes. mugs him off. And I love that in all the excitement of Richie forgetting all of his fucking yeah. lines as well. You do think that's a genuine ad lib, but again, yeah. probably is written maybe, in. Maybe. Yeah. It's also Richie forgetting his lines, not Rick. Yeah, well, he's got to stay in character, hasn't he? By the way, uh, it's got to be said, right, Rick plays through the course of the entire performance with the audience a lot. He plays up that exaggerated character of Rick Mail, who's sort of fuck you to the audience, Mm -hmm. does it constantly through it. The pinnacle of it for me is the cunts didn't notice. Because he says children. He says children earlier, doesn't he? He says children quite a lot about the audience. Their plan, well, Richie's plan after they fake their deaths is to go and live the life of Riley in Skegness, right? (laughs) With what? Have yeah. you got any money? Where's the money yeah, coming from to pay for this? Stolen, yeah, he yeah. feels like he's recycling a plan from the burglary or something. Yeah. You know, like, a... Has he not remembered? The lottery winning is only, what, 5p? And they owe 10p for the phone call? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I suppose you don't need that much to move to Skegness, do you? If Probably you've been not, no. in London. <laughs> now, <laughs> Exotic Skegness. Do you, do you think it's a real mistake when Richie is while it, um, putting the trip wire out onto the... And he's, oh, fuck up this bloody thing, and like it's all tangled. I, I, I don't know. Again, I think they do that every night. That one feels like fucking it did. on television as well. That one, it mm. feels like he kind of cuts into his line, yeah. and he suddenly goes from zero to ten in anger. I don't yeah. know. That one, I think, is real. Okay, just, it could just be. It could definitely be real because you'd think <laughs> that they could be able to set it up to be able yeah. to not be all tangled up. But <laughs> at the same time, like. <laughs> I mean, Eddie's kind of just like had enough now and waiting for it to finish and just uh, play to the audience. And he's, it's a great play. Oh, yeah. Well, I never thought of it as a play until that moment. Yeah. It is a play. Of course it's a play. Oh, yeah. Like we yeah. said before, like they are like little mini plays at the bottom yeah. episodes and they've written it yeah. Yeah, did, as a play. Did you notice how the appearance of Monica, a callback from yeah, the first live uh, yeah. show, got a bit of an applause as yeah. she came on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. different yeah. hair colour though. That annoyed me. It's blonde, she's blonde well, now. Well, she's probably been off doing different acting jobs got, since then. Well, yeah. she got blown up. Well, do you think he, yeah, he would have got another doll? I suppose yeah. so it just seems like if you're going to bring her uh, maybe they just couldn't find a brown hair it's just a little bit annoying to me like yeah. they brought the, the back and the then, detail right. yeah. so yeah. Rick voiced a couple of characters earlier he voices the queen as well right That's the queen. Yeah. The queen's voice is him yeah it I is isn't so, it yeah. Yeah. So, what yeah. has happened there why is the queen coming round well, this is the thing I wanted to say, like the idea of writing to the Queen to appeal to her as an old soldier, etc. Yeah, She's never... put them in fucking prison because they tried to assassinate her <laughs> with a load of Semtex. So why would writing to the Queen for a pardon yeah. work? And, and now that... she's still coming around for a shag. And she, he says, oh, she's got my letters. He never wrote those letters or sent them. <laughs> and what yeah. I think has happened... They died in the escape attempt, and this is some weird fever dream. The, the rest of it is coma. Per- oh, you, you know what? It could all be yeah. a complete dream from the moment the mustard gas has got out. Or from them being shot in the flat in uh, the series three. They died in the explosion. The prison cell was some kind of purgatory, yeah. and now the flat is either heaven or hell. Oh. You wouldn't believe that they'd be able to genuinely escape. Obviously, it's all just for the fun the of getting back to the flat I mean, there's a weird logic, a massive, massive leap in logic that the Queen turns up and wants to abdicate the throne and fuck them. It could yeah. all be Richie's dream from when he gets like <laughs> beaten up by the jury and the, the judge. Can... He's just doing the wave. Curse <laughs> you, like, you've, just, like, you've learned a bunch of Queen mannerisms. Okay, well, I've got the wave. Great. Yeah. 
That's it. No, no. I tell you what. At the end, it's all revealed that since the moment that Richie stuck his head in the oven in the first episode of Bottom, <laughs> he's all. been hallucinating yeah. everything since then. They're not going to do. He lives British. alone. They're not going to do yeah. a bloody British Empire. Eddie doesn't it, exist. They? He noticed that Rick accidentally. So we end as ever because it's Bottom and it's a Bottom Live show on an explosion, which I think is always going to be the way they end these shows, isn't it? It has to be. They have to go out on a bang, and usually it has to be both them dying in some kind of massive That's explosion. But when this happens, they've been on stage for 105 minutes going absolutely frantically for the entire time mm -hmm. like it's a hell of a performance it is oh absolutely really yeah. they, that sweat is well deserved he says this thing we're working our bollocks off and give the lump of plastic a round of applause yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> notice his neck goes wrong when he shoots it well, I suppose he's been shot, so he, he can argue the logic of it. But it's like the spring—you see the spring. Uh, oh, right. it? Yeah, yeah. The feathers come off and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, great yeah. play. So yeah. we can play. Uh, I think this one does have a plot. I, I disagree. I particularly enjoy the callback to the first one, which is when the curtain comes up, the big sign saying, "That's it. Fuck off again." again. Yeah. 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 Which I didn't really understand the first time because I hadn't seen the first. Gotcha. One. What do you think of the bit? Just as what do you think of the Lesbo Ferdinand and Monica? Uh, pervy bit where yeah. they play with the dolls not... <laughs> the violent grinding thing and spitting <laughs> out pubes why, why is they Eddie so Eddie's so homophobic and sensitive that, that you know he's like yeah we're doing this huh? like, would you like to put your hand up my skirt I'm offended I better fight obviously <laughs> yeah. obviously he's talking about this why are you so fucking so yeah. like, defensive of that stuff Eddie yeah. isn't he always I also love how they introduce her as her majesty at the end like, that's still a, having fun with the name Majesty and Van that suspiciously male looking uh, woman uh, in the door yeah. Yeah. Well, they're hardly going to hire a queen looking no, no, like yeah. that are they so I think based on the uh, I skimmed the credits as they went past and I think it was the production manager who they mm -hmm. had I can't remember his name mm -hmm. but yeah, I think they don't he... play with the credits in this one do they in the same way that they did with live not as no. much no. no but if we're going to go on to Niggles now Rick Mao played Richie Rich Oh, oh, someone's fucked up the yeah. credits there, oh, haven't really? they? Yeah. Put Richie, Richard yeah. Richard. No, oh. Richie Rich. They put, oh, okay. He played Richie Rich and Ed uh, A. Demson played Eddie Hitler. Oh. So. Interesting. Yeah. I did I did notice it was directed by Dominic Brigstock, who is quite a uh, big comedy director. Directed Knowing Me, Knowing You, first series of I'm Adam Partridge, Green Wing, Smack the Pony. So, oh, brilliant. Also, I think the brother of Marcus Brigstock, the comedian. So other mm. niggles, um, minor things really. I think we mentioned both of them. Uh, Miss Both My Legs being used again. Doesn't make, I mean, that's you know, the, an audience they like it, but it is using the same material again. Mr. Big falling over, it's not done very well. And Monica's mm. having different hair colour really bothered me. How about you Nothing guys? Nothing majorly bothers me. I think on the rewatch, etc., that the bloopers are almost certainly <laughs> yeah. all staged, takes the shine off them a little bit, but I still love. You know, it does seem like Rick laughs genuinely when Aid says about Stephen Fry fucking off. Yeah, right, exactly. It right. feels like yeah. a genuine laugh from yeah, Rick yeah. there. So I actually yeah. almost wonder whether that was a genuine one. That's where the niggles come on rewatching okay. and rewatching, isn't yeah. it? That you're just like, oh, it's not a genuine like moment between them, even though you can tell throughout that they are absolutely enjoying yeah. being on stage together. And I think Bottom Life 2's one of the best ones for that to see their chemistry so for me niggles and this is only a personal thing it's that i'm not a massive fan of continual puns and things one too many double entendres along the lines of stream of vegetables that kind of thing pate cake that kind of yeah, thing well, but i know that people love those so yeah it's know, a live show there is the line to the crowd so don't yeah. Yeah, yeah there is the yeah. line it's not a fucking pantomime yeah. and they are when he says he's all alone with the nolans etc so, but I think it is a bit more of a pantomime yeah. when they're playing live to a crowd. So those silly jokes and puns, like, and also they've got a 
pad it out to so, a full like two hour with interval show. So for you guys, highlights. Uh, I really like the Forty Towers impression that Eddie does. <laughs> oh, the Sybil. Yeah. yeah. Have it's, you put that picture up? Yeah. 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 And it's it's referencing an episode. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's some, there's a weird little comedy snob payoff thing in that. I don't know. I, I really like that it moment. It shows oh. that Aid himself and Rick are comedy yeah. fans, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like yeah. Putting oh. that in there. And of course, Rick does a Frankie Howard impression. Yes. You know, with the, oh, yes, oh. Frankie, you're back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a real throwaway gag that gets almost nothing when Richie is doing like the gangster rapping thing. He puts his cap on backwards when it's the same front ways and back ways. You know, it's just a small little prince. Oh, got oh, put a hat yeah, on yeah. backwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> slight niggle with that is that they repeat that great these American things, aren't they? Yeah. Don't they? Mm. From um, is it break? Oh, where okay. he says that it's like give me yeah. five, Eddie. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. punching five and he times. Says, They're great yeah. these American things, aren't yeah. they? In yeah. the episode, and then this is another use of that. I but I love this. So. I yeah. love where they go to the help, help, and being murdered, raped, and murdered. Yeah. Like what do they say in downtown Central yeah. LA? <laughs> the prison bars being twisted around their neck and their um, nuts. Later, that comes from mm-hmm. where you don't you don't recognise that as a fake prop until they pull it out. I think that's done very yeah. well. And his uh, mime of his arm being snapped, I think, is fantastic. I would say stand-up moment for me would probably be the entire scene of Zippy and the talking <laughs> at the telly and describing what's on the events. The Duke of Edinburgh's sewed his knob to his <laughs> nose and all that. Like, yeah. That moment is absolutely brilliant. When they, they finish with the TV as well, was it turning it off, they... Smash it. So for me, highlights, I think probably Rick's bit of physicality when he comes on, choosing which model to masturbate over, warming his hand up, and then getting Wanker's Whiplash. Yeah. And Wanker's then... Whiplash. What a wonderful bit of writing yeah, that is. Yeah. Just two words. What yeah. great alliteration. Yeah. Uh, and then Eddie, literally him exiting via the window and then reappearing at the window. Absolutely fantastic. To see that done in a stage production, you know, because you could do that in the TV version mm. quite easily, but in a stage version, it's just it done so well. It's impressive, doesn't it? Yeah. The timing has yeah. to be spot on. Yeah. yeah. And standout moment as well is also the quim, I think. Like, mm. and just the descriptions of her Madge's Vag yeah. and all of that, like that bit where they climb inside and everything. And yeah. like... Her being older now doesn't change the joke because the Queen's mm. like a character, fictitious, like fairy tale like creature almost. Do you know what I mean? It's just. It's not having sex with a woman who wears a crown. It's having sex with the queen. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's so irreverent, isn't yeah. it? And it's so disrespectful. And they, <laughs> they've done it, obviously, with the knockers out on the 50 and all that before. Like, yeah. There's just so much fun to be had with it. Yeah. Because it is so wrong isn't it? The idea of fucking the queen turning everything dirty and all that. Like I love that when it's like, I'm trying to fuck the queen. That's one of my favourite lines in the whole show. Do you think the Duke of Edinburgh has ever said, I'm trying to fuck the queen? <laughs> no, no, not since he's sewed his knob to his nose. Sound effects? I think the uh, penises being removed mm. sound effect is frightful, but memorable does it make yeah. you want to like does it make you wince does it make me want to remove a penis it's a horrific scream <laughs> it really yeah. is yeah. yeah splurting like squelchy yeah, yeah. It's like it really puts an image in your mind uh, really good for me I think the opening fart that punctuates the mm. orchestral choral music and the beautiful shots of Oxford. It's just its just a great <laughs> yeah. way to bookend that whole sequence and you know it's coming and when it happens, you can't help but wet yourself yeah. laughing. <laughs> so we do a quiz every episode of Talking Bottom about the episode we've spoken about. Obviously, why would we do anything else? Uh, I'm quiz master this time. It's going to be 10 questions and the one who gets the most questions right wins. You know how quizzes work, right? Yep. Yeah, so it's a bit of fun. Play along at home if you want. Just, you know, try and answer before them. You can't win anything. But 
Go for it. I think I'm going to go for airy fart. And I'm going to go for squeezed fart. Okay, very good. Right, fingers on sphincters. Question one. What time is the Queen expected? 12.20. 12.20 is correct. That's a point to Ange. All right, question two. This is a, a multiple part answer. Mm. I guess we need to know all of it. What was Eddie left by his mother? He was bequeathed some stuff. Is that Ange? A man trap. That's one of the things. And what's the man? The man trap. Well, the like man a... trap is laced with something. Yeah. A packet oh. of cigarettes or a bottle of... I don't know the full answer, sorry. No. Is, okay. okay, I'm not going to get know the full uh, answer, but is it laced with miniatures of Gordon's gin or something like that? No, no. no. All wrong. It's something like cigarettes or like a... Okay, the something. whole thing that he was bequeathed was cyanide pills, mustard gas, and a giant man trap laced with a pint of lager and a packet of cheese and onion crisps. Right. right. Yeah. Annoyingly, I do remember like no, <laughs> writing that, that down, right. but it's gone. Okay. Question three. What is the secret ingredient in Great Uncle Susan's vodka? Ange? Helmet? It is helmet. Damn it. Yes. Hat? Helmet. Helmet. Damn it. You don't write bowl in ingredients. What do you mean? That's not an ingredient, Susan. <laughs> That's really weird. It must be like something out of the... I think the lining full of all odd mm. stuff has accumulated yeah. this magical Great Uncle Susan's sweat. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, question number four. What is the poster that they have in their cell in prison? <laughs> That was, oh, I think it, was Andrew, yeah. it was definitely you. Yeah. yeah. It's the Nolans. It's the Nolans. This is free nothing, Paul. You need to step up your game. Patrick, Colette. <laughs> Question Kalina. five. How many years per minute do they get sentenced to? Years per minute? Yes, they what? say basically they get sentenced to three hundred and fifty years and they say, Well that's such and such years a minute for how long they're caught. Uh, can, they're I oh, can I buzz in? Can I buzz in? Yes. I just did. 50? It's 50 years per minute, yeah. Because it's 350 years. Yeah, and it's seven minutes with the trial. Fuck. Okay. For nothing. You (laughs) need to really pick up your game. (laughs) Thanks. Cheers. Yeah, one of Richie's plans to uh, escape prison is to pass themselves off as laundry vans. How does he plan to do this? Ange? Eat the furniture? Eat the furniture, yeah. Oh, fuck's sake. It's five. (laughs) Nothing, so you need to get all of these right and then a tiebreaker. Thanks, ball. thanks. I am waiting so you can yeah. have at least one. Cheers. <laughs> okay, that plan, that plan uh, to eat the furniture was abandoned by Richie. Why was it abandoned? According to him. No? no? Okay, well, the plan was abandoned because it's just occurred to him that this plan is phenomenally bad. Right, okay. So okay. he threw it away. We can assume that Jeffrey went on to do more crimes and done more injuries and stuff but uh, in the play what is the amount of penises that he has removed the most amount you know what i mean sorry you're asking how many penises has he removed yes the yeah. maximum number the maximum number 344 yes fucking orange all right so that's <laughs> six i love bottom life too <laughs> okay fucking hell what wing are they on in the prison B wing. No, no it rhymes e, with e. B wing. It is E. It's E wing. We are on E wing. Yeah. Who? This is question ten because you're so. Uh, it's yeah. To play for. Thanks. It's not. Is uh, it how far from? No. The prison Hammersmith is because Paul will know that. Who lends Eddie the cricket bat? <laughs> so. Mike Gatting. No. No. Is that? 
Well, it's, no, it's the... not Patrick O'Violence or Patrice O'Violence. Oh. I mean, it's the guard, isn't it? Yeah. I guess so, but he does refer to him as na- by name. Has anyone got a cricket bat out there? Screw? Nah. Yeah. It's Brian. Oh, okay. Nah. I don't remember that bit. All right, okay. some, a couple of bonus questions here, but I'm going to stop taking down notes because Andy has won. Yep. How many did I get? Uh, do you, well, you've won, that's all we need you to know. got seven. seven. Right, so, so a couple of... How many did Paul get? D- no. Doesn't matter. <laughs> right, so a couple of bonus questions for you, Cancer Home. Okay, what? Can we not answer? Well, I'll go on then. Go on. What is Mr. Big's full name? Horace Big. Yep. Don't need to buzz anymore. Well, unless you mean Mr. Absolutely Fucking Enormous. No, that's not no. his real name, though, is it? Okay. His full name, full legal name is Horace Big. Okay. Do you know that one, Paul? No. No? Even though you read it out in the Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I, I might have remembered it, yeah. yeah. What publication does Eddie do some freelance work for? Photography. Amateur photographer? No. No, no. 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 Oh, it's, um, oh, it's something to do with violence. It's a good name. It reminds Atrocities. Me, it's Atrocity Magazine. Atrocity, it's yeah. Atrocity Magazine. Atrocity Magazine. Atrocity yeah. Magazine. That's a great name. Bizarre. Remember that magazine? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the final tiebreaker I had, how much of their 350 years sentence did they serve? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Well, that's the last time they checked That's it. how much they're what? That's how much time they're on. They say 45 minutes. Oh, really? Okay, so by the time Act 2... Ends because okay. they've been in prison yeah. a little bit before we see them, I suppose. Right, right? Okay. you know, so yeah, because he looks at his watch and says 20 minutes, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, one point, yeah, okay, oh, good, okay. Well, yeah, that's some great questions there, Matt. Cheers. They were really good, so that was it. That was Bottom Life 2. Next one will be Bottom Life 3 Hooligans Island. I can't wait. I, um, I'm on the fence with which I prefer two or three. I think two is phenomenal, but three is. So different. A lot of people seem to love Hooligans Island the mm. most, don't they? Yeah. I really, really love it's a whole two and new three. Situation for them and yeah. them being trapped together. But in I, the night. Oh. I think possibly for me the trying to fuck the Queen plot of Live Two yeah. just about tips it over the plot for Hooligans Island, which of course we will discuss in the podcast. So please follow us on all of the good social medias, you know, the ones, Twitter, Facebook, and the other one. Myspace. All at Talking Bottom, at Talking Bottom. LinkedIn. Spell the way it sounds. And uh, you can email us in at their address, 11mafficanparade at gmail.com. Remember they say Gmail in the series. That's funny, isn't it? Yeah, that's good. I won't say that a bit. Um, yeah, their email address probably is that, isn't it? Maybe. I don't think there's any jokes with them on computers, really. No. Please also give us a review on Podbean or iTunes or wherever you found the podcast. Give us a review. You see where all those stars are. Fill up every one of those stars and write a glowing review and you may get a free mug. You will not get a free <laughs> mug. <laughs> You're a mug if you believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. So, well, yeah, well, we're in Series 4 of Talking Bottom now, aren't we? This is Series 4. Really. Are we calling it Series 4? I, I, we're calling it Series 4 of, of Talking Bottom, aren't we? Oh, I guess. Are we? Okay. Maybe. I thought we were just one-off specials, yeah. really, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, but also, if you have any memories of this live show or any of the others, then do share them with us on the Facebook page and other assorted social yeah, medias. please do. We'll be very jealous to hear that you saw this live. <laughs> yeah, if you saw one of these live, let us know. Uh, yeah. Email us or let us know on social media. We'd love to know your very specific and unique memories of those live performances. Absolutely. Great. Right, till next time, guys. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.